Ah, uh, okay. Is this playing? Is this playing coming? No. Hello, hello. hello. Turn off the headphones. <laughs> yeah, it's one degree separation. Uh, out in Little Italy, there's gonna be a plane passing by. Where James Colley. <laughs> I'm here with Ian. Uh, he's a videographer, photographer, creative, brand owner, car owner. Uh, car owner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't own a car. I just have a car. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll have Ian introduce himself and let you guys know how we met and all that. You know the usual. The usual. Okay. Uh, I'm Ian Gutierrez. <laughs> Um, I'm, you know, videographer, videographer, photographer. Um, I'm gonna start off with how we met. Okay. We met through Alyssa, Mopia, Mafia, who knows? Uh, she's my girlfriend. <laughs> who knows? That's your girl. <laughs> That's her inside joke. Mopia, Mafia, like, nobody knows, you know, how to pronounce it. Um, so, we met at James Coffee, didn't we? No, not James, uh, Hickory, Young Hickory. Might have been Young Hickory or, uh, what's it called? I think uh, it was Stats or something. Stats. One of those. And then that's how I met all of you guys now. But um, yeah, that's how we met. That's a quick introduction. I don't know quick. what else to say right off the bat, you know? Yeah, no, we don't have any interesting stories yeah. of how we met. But <laughs> like, hey, I'm, I'm Beach. I mean, what's up? You know, and now we play Call of Duty every night, you know? Call of Duty so every night. There's no races at home to play. <laughs> but yeah. It's, I just text uh, my girlfriend good night and then I go play Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, you just don't. You just don't tweet. You don't you get caught in a tweet. Don't retweet shit at 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> I always be doing that. Always. But yeah. So, I mean, just hanging out with you. I know. You on your hustle shit. Um, and if we do hang out, a lot of times it's, we're working. Yeah. So, I, I just want you to explain to people what the hustle is. Define the hustle, your hustle. Whatever form of hustle you want to talk about. The hustle is waking up and not knowing when your next dollar is coming in. You have you have something booked, you might have a deposit coming your way. You might have a week, a week and a half where you have nothing and you just have to butt your, yourself with your expenses. And there's, there's months that are really good and there's months that are not, so you have to make sure you stretch those dollars, you know? Yeah. But I feel like the hustle is just, uh, depending on those deposits that I know you have to deal with locking in things and not overdoing it like don't overwork yourself which is something that I'm learning to do don't say yes to everything but um, just um, here's a good example there's this guy that I follow on Instagram his name is uh, fuck I forgot <laughs> but he's a photographer videographer he's done a lot of music videos for big artists Nicki Minaj all that and um, keep he ranted on his Instagram the other day. He says, I still wake up every day and like have to make sure. Like he's been doing Secure it. the bag. Yeah, he's been doing <laughs> freelance for like a decade. Yeah. But he, yeah, he gets those bigger projects and coming in. But he still has to like be finding the next client, finding the next person to hire him. Like you get to a certain level where you still have to make sure that's still coming in, you know? Yeah, so no matter at what level you're at, it's still the same. And yeah, it might be, you know, more money, more problems, but... You have to, you can't just like, oh, I got here, you get comfortable, oh, oh, just come to me. I feel like you still have to keep, keep finding it. Yeah, you have to stay as hungry as you were when you first started. Like, I forgot, it might be, it might be a quote or if it's a, this dude that just says it, it just goes something along the line like, uh, command like a king, work like a slave, create like a god. Like, I, that shit always stuck yeah. with me. That's just deep, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's actual quote, but I seen it. I seen this dude post it on his Instagram, and I think it's very applicable to just creators in general. Like, create like you've never done before, like nobody's done before. Like you're just making something out of nothing, and command like know what you want, go for it, and put your skills to use, and then work like a slave. Like, yo, like nobody's gonna do it for you. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I think a lot of some creatives get like really entitled to like recognition or money but it's always like a constant battle of getting what's yours but remaining humble you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. i think i think you do a good job of that i think we all do a pretty good job of that um 
Yeah, I think I think one of the first things we bonded over, or just like things we talked about, is just like watching all these videos of like motivational speakers or whatever, like Gary Vee and all them. Oh yeah, I'm sure a lot of people still get inspiration from them. But for me, honestly, it's hard to like relate to somebody who's already made it because like they don't have the same like struggles as me anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like they could only speak from a place of like accomplishment, but not from that. Not the struggle anymore. Nah, yeah. No. Like, like I worry about everyday things. He might not worry about anymore, but he might have worries at a different level that I don't even worry about. I so, stopped listening to Gary Vee. Me too. And I think we, we did good because he said it like. I'm here to help you. Once I've helped you, yeah. you don't need to listen to me anymore. And like, I just thought about this right now. Like, yo, I haven't heard him in a while, but mm-hmm. I used to listen to him every day, podcast every day, Gary Vee, mm-hmm. um, Joe Rogan. And now like, I haven't really been listening to podcasts the past couple of weeks. Been listening to a lot of music, the same mm-hmm. five songs <laughs> on replay. <laughs> walk it like I talk it. <laughs> but, uh, Plug walk, like, but I just realized like, yo, like I haven't been needing that extra push by him but there was a time where like i had to and like he does help you but yeah like you said like he doesn't deal with the same problems we have yeah. so you just gotta find someone that's going through the same shit we are and yeah i love watching those videos uh, i think he's like a coach or whatever or he used to be a coach uh oh, there's another plan is it miami miami <laughs> i had to say it once <laughs> no i think there's his coach like uh he did that quote or did that video where he's got he's like you have to want it as much as you want to breathe you ever heard that shit i'll send it to you later no but it's like you a, have to want it as much as you want to read breathe oh i thought breathe. you said read nah. I'm, sorry, I'm not gonna make this <laughs> <laughs> no but it was just like in the backdrop of this like workout video like this fool was like a football player you wanted to be a professional football player and then this whole speech went in the background and i would watch it every day in college because i was like yo i really want to fucking make it like you know what i mean so i think in the beginning like type like gary v types and like motivational speakers help inspire you in the beginning or push you or somehow keep you accountable like remotely you know Mm -hmm. but now that you're past that how do you stay inspired Damn, that's a good one because uh, I, I try and find inspiration every day. Um, I don't know what happened a week ago or like about two weeks ago where I, I felt like I started to go down a bad road where like, fuck, I started losing hope and me not believing in myself. And then one day I think I just snapped and like I woke up and I'm like, nah, I can't have that. Yeah. And I, I just worked all day. I started using Google Calendar, you know? Yeah. And like I just started like being more organized and like out of nowhere, I just like, no, I have to I have to put in the work because there's no one to blame but yourself. There's, there's no one to blame but yourself, right? So if I don't get to where I need to be or where I want to be, it's all because of I feel like it's me. Like the amount of work that I actually put in is gonna give me a better outcome. So if I just become lazy, nothing's really gonna happen, you know. So you'd say you'd say what kept you inspired is this reality check that came out of nowhere type. Yeah, it's just kind of like yo, it's it's either gonna be now or never. Like you gotta you gotta put in the work. I have to do the things I have to do, you know. So mm. holding myself accountable for those things. You think? I think that's something that escapes a lot of people's grasp is uh, holding yourself accountable because, uh, like, I'm not downplaying people who have nine to five, but some people need that structure and need that person to be like yo like you're fucking up or or like you need to do this but i think it's even better strength to be able to recognize your faults or like where you're lacking and to be like yo you need to fill this void that you made for yourself type of deal so i think that's an important point and i mean for me personally i think a lot of it has to do with uh, who I surround myself with, especially like yo, like me, me and you just came off this tour. Like we just we just toured with some like amazing people, like yeah, amazing team. You know, I think the dream team. And I don't know, dude. It's so stupid. I forgot what the quote is. I heard it in a song. And I put it as my Facebook status. Is uh oh? It's like how can you go wrong with the right team? Like you can't go wrong with the right team. You tweeted that. Yeah, I tweeted <laughs> it. I put it on my, as my Facebook status. You know, I did get a couple likes. I don't get as much engagement on Facebook as I used to. I know. It's dead. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's super important. It's just like people say you're like a reflection of like the five people you're around the most. 
I say that's kind of accurate. Uh, I try to surround myself with people who motivate me as much as I motivate myself or motivate other people. Just because, I mean, not to be selfish, but why would you want to be around people who like can contribute? You know, like not to the world, to themselves, to you. Like it's just kind of. Or as simple as contributing some laughter in your life, like yeah, it just is, being around little things, people that right? make you laugh, people that make you feel good. It doesn't have to be anything creative yeah. either, but I think that's super important. Just and yeah, like I think that's a good point too. Like creatives forget to think about just life in general. Like I was talking to somebody before, and I was like, "Yo, like we should just do some wholesome friend things. Like we don't have to create anything. I just want to like watch a movie or or kick it at someone's crib and like barbecue, like." I think Craze forget about that, and then they also think that that's like hella square things to do. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just I miss doing normal things sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why. That's why I said too. Like we gotta start doing more of like just playing ping pong, just playing pool, like we did the other day. Just doing normal activities that we can just do and hang out instead of like, because most of the times we hang out is to work. That brings me back to a point though. Uh, mm. What I find inspiration is in is hanging out with you and Andrew when when I get busy or work when I'm in my room for three days straight just trying to like catch up on work and stuff and then I start going crazy when I hang out with you guys it kind of just like it just balances you out yeah just walking around North Park with our cameras just talking about life just talking about ideas and then that kind of does help with my inspiration and I think that's why you guys do contribute something to me in Mm. that sense yeah I think I think we just need to keep ourselves down to earth Cause there is that whole like wokeness type of deal or like overly creative type of deal where people lose touch with like reality you know what I mean like I think I, that happened to me before but I just like snapped out of it I was like yo like you can have people it's okay for everybody having a nine-to-five job but don't complain about not being able to pursue your creative pursuits you know here's the thing if you sorry to cut you off but yeah. if you have a nine to five yeah. and you complain about life but you're not doing anything to get out of that yeah that's your fault yeah like you're saying accountability that's, if you got that's a nine to five and you spend your weeknights your, your weekends work working towards something that pretty much what gary v said like and it's true that, that that's the type of words you want to hear but it's yeah. like do something to change it you know i yeah. i was once at a nine to five and i fucking complained for years but i didn't do shit about it mm. and like i just had to quit and it was the scariest moment of my life mm. i dropped out of college i worked at this dealership for years i didn't do anything so not knowing what to do i didn't have a skill that people would pay me for at mm. that time so i was just like either i stay here or mm. i quit and figure it out i and then you know i figured it out in a way but yeah, like there's nothing wrong with having a nine to five. Mm. Sometimes I wish I had one again because airplanes coming home. On. <laughs> Sustainability, yeah. like not I miss, worrying. I miss so medical much. insurance. Yeah, not not worrying about, <laughs> not worrying about that Where money coming in. But from? yeah, you have that freedom. Like you can lock in a client here and there, and you're not stressing about money too much. And uh, I was gonna say something else. Oh. um how you were talking earlier about having that structure. That's one thing I realized that I don't have. Like, I'm so used to having a nine to five in a way where like you go to work, you clock in, you know you're supposed to be working that time. You have someone telling you, hey, you're fucking up, right? Mm. Now, like us, we don't have to leave our house to, to work. So you wake up and there's this where like I wake up, I go to the gym, I cook lunch. I start editing a little bit. I take a break. I go eat again. Next thing you know, it's been it's four o'clock. You yeah. know, like I didn't really do much. You didn't even like do any work. Honestly. Yeah. So it's like I'm trying to wake up earlier. Like literally, like all right, from seven to four, nothing but work. You know, but it, it's hard. And like you start watching one episode of Netflix on, while you eat lunch, and yeah. then it turns that's to my, three episodes. Exactly. Me too. I, I finish shows in like a week. You know? yeah, that's why I need to work from outside. But I think. I firmly believe we have the power to design our lives and it just starts from within like where your drive comes from what you want to work towards like i've seen ridiculous tweets about people like saying save like two months of your paycheck and bounce from your job bro that's horrible advice dude like oh. like there's no guarantees like i think if you did want to pursue your passion full time, you need really thick skin, man. Like, 
can't get emotional about work because after you because when you have a boss you're mainly your feedback comes from your boss or feedback from the client comes through your boss and then your boss will handle it but as like a freelancer you get all you. <laughs> you get all that flack you get all like the bad mouthing but you can also get all the praise and all that can so I it's like your manager yeah and i speak to your manager you are the manager and i think just as because we're artists like we get really sensitive about things so I, I think a lot of artists don't like to hear that that they they have to take feedback into consideration like i find myself being butthurt sometimes but you know i gotta fall back from it and these are only one of many one of many experiences like good experiences and only few bad experiences you know like it just balances out but I guess moving on, like I guess we covered that pretty well. Uh, yeah, you don't have to quit your nine to five. You don't have to struggle. Also, I want to do an yeah. input. I know they say save your money, do this and this and that, which is I think it, I think it's smart to quit with like savings account and having some type of maybe a few clients that you might be working with. Yeah. Prepare yourself. But if you just can't take it our job anymore, just quit. Yeah, I mean, like I couldn't do it anymore. I quit with no money. Yeah, and it was it was hard. Two months after I quit, my account was a negative for like two weeks, and then I was like thinking, like, did I do the right thing? That was a lot. Eventually, like, I'm still here. You know, like, fuck it. Like, I'm still here. Money comes and goes. Don't stress over that. Even even those times where money's low. I start telling myself, you know what? At least I'm not. I don't have that job that I didn't like, you know. So the my boss was a bitch at the end of the day. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, you know. I would tell so. people not to be miserable, man. You have to go to this yeah. job every day. Why would you want to feel horrible at your job where you spend eight hours out of your life? Like, or do for five something days. in the field that you want to do, like me. If yeah. I want to do a part-time job. Why do something I don't like? I can get a job like a George's camera or something that's related to something that I like. Yeah, you know? and it's, yo, real talk, it's not always about the paycheck, man. Like, I finally got over that shit, like, in, like, the past year. Like, I'll take small gigs that I enjoy over, like, big gigs that are horrible experiences that I can already tell, you know? I've, I've, I've chosen gigs that weren't as much money as the other one on the same day but it was something that i'd rather much do or i've helped friends for something like a project a passion project over a gig that was gonna pay me just because i would much rather do that than do something more corporate even though i needed the money it's like you know what fuck it like i, I don't want to like you said you don't want to be miserable either you yeah. want to you don't want to make it i don't want to get to the point where it's like oh it's a job yeah you know like i always think about that quote um it, Mondays don't suck. You just you do <laughs> you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like Mondays don't suck. It's, it's I don't I forgot what the exact quote is, but it's like either like you hate your it's it's that you hate your job or something like that along those lines, you know. Because you can Mondays literally, bro. I don't even know what day it is. It's like Tuesday right now, right? Something no, it's like Monday. that. It could be Monday for all <laughs> I know. Like, but every day is like different. Or I can make it different. But, yeah, Mondays don't have to suck, honestly. Every but, day, every morning's a Monday and every night's a Friday. <laughs> you do it like that. I mean, that's how I've been doing it. That's how we do it. <laughs> Call of Duty almost every night. <laughs> you know, I have, to get, I have to unlock all the uniforms, bro. I don't know why. Our internet sucks. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a struggle to hop on a game sometimes. Don't together. judge me by my KD ratio because my internet sucks, man. I've been at like a 0.79, honestly. But, okay, so walk walk us through your photography and video journey. I'm sure it didn't just start overnight. Nah, it's been, I haven't taken pictures for years, so it's been a long, it's been a long road. And I still remember the first time I got paid for a gig and I did it for free, but they handed me a $100 bill just like four years ago. And then after that, I kind of just, stop doing it again it got, I don't know what happened but I got overwhelmed with shit and I kind of just stopped pursuing it for two years and then I got back into it but so hold on airplane <laughs> so I'll start from the very beginning I bought my first camera when I was like 10 it was a video camera that I bought 
uh, helping my dad at his restaurant, like money that I, I made, like salary, you know, not salary, um, it would just pay me to help him out, you know? Mexican shit, <laughs> uh, child labor. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought a camera, I watched the Fast and the Furious trailer, and I was blown away. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a car guy. That was probably the best trailer I've ever seen as a kid. So with that camera, I would sit in front of the apartments I lived at in El Cajon and I would just record fixed up cars passing down the street. Mm. I would record my friends and I skating. I used to be a big skater in middle school. That was my life, just skating in the camera. So I would just film us skating and cars and stuff. Camera broke. I was a kid. I didn't care to fix it. So didn't really bother with anything. A couple years later, probably like, I don't know, 2010. I don't know. I, start, I forgot what year, but I bought a T3i. And I kind of just started using them for pictures again, pictures. I started doing videos for economics, like 2011, just like little recaps of like events and stuff. And then uh, recording friends and I driving our cars, taking pictures of our cars. And then just started taking pictures of people again. And after that, I bought my 70D, which is the T3i, which I wish I kept. So it would have been nice to have like two cameras at the time. Um, and then I just started doing more photography. I don't remember the, the when I actually just like dove right in, but once I started to like feel, I got a little bit better and I was able to like actually charge. It wasn't until like two years ago where I actually felt comfortable like, hey, you know, I can actually do this for a living or something like that. But I started doing studio photography and that's when I realized I like studio photography. I like control lighting. I like all those things, which I haven't really, I guess, I feel like I'm going off track, but like with my, what was the question again? The, the, uh, What's your journey? The journey, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can oh, go up, man. You yeah. can go up. It's this coffee, man. I'm just like, I'm awake right now. Um, I'm pretty well-rounded where I've done photography things for different things. I, I feel like you have to try different photography things to see what you like. I, there was a time where I would follow my friend Xavier a lot. He's like a really great uh, landscape photographer. So I would go with him. He taught me a lot about photography. Mm. Mark Andrew taught me a lot about photography. Those two guys were like the main two guys that taught me about photography, you know? Mm. Which lens to get. When I bought my 51.8, Mark Andrew, we went to North Park and started taking pictures of him. He started teaching me composition, aperture, and mm. all those things that you don't really know when you first pick up a camera, you know? Yeah, like so shooting just, manual. Yeah, so like literally like just shooting manual was like, I only shoot manuals and like once you do that, just stick to it. It's hard, but like, don't don't go back. You know, you're gonna learn a lot shooting manual. Uh, as a beginner photographer tip, it's kind of like, uh, you have full control of how you want the picture to be. Like I could take a picture of you right now and show the car behind you or that could be blurry because of aperture, you know, like just changing all that. So learning, going out with friends and just taking pictures. Really, fuck, I'm losing my focus. I have a very short attention span where like, I can't do shit for a long time, you know? Like I started like, that's why I can't edit for hours. I'm editing and all of a sudden I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do something else. I gotta, I gotta get up, you know? But all right, back to the journey. Let me, let me start off with uh, something more recent. Yeah. So, when I quit my job, seven days later, I was in LA shooting with a, a guy that I started helping do video. Um, we did a video with like some exotic cars, me getting out of a Rolls Royce and just being in LA for like three days, right? Um, shortly after that, I went on tour for a month with a tattoo artist. Um, I was in 10 states, we just, I just like follow him and release like a weekly vlogs of like him traveling and we slept in the car we slept at friends houses um i think that's the kind of journey that photography has taken me to yeah like doing things that like if i still had my job i wouldn't have been able to do and or doing things were like like that when i went on that trip i didn't have a lot of money i'm like shit i gotta sell my car you know my mom, my mom was like you're really gonna sell your car to go on this thing? I'm like, yeah, I wanna experience it. Like, I don't wanna not do something because of lack of funds or whatever, you know? So, I, being able to do those things, kind of like this tour that we just went on to, like that 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 type of journey. Or 
randomly meeting people somewhere they end up hiring you a couple times and then you meet interesting people i met this guy from jamaica we got drunk and he just told me stories about jamaica of like the big artists over there that he's friends with and like personal stories that like how the life is over there i think that's one of the best things about this line of work photography and videography is meeting interesting people that you normally wouldn't you know be people, able to people open up when there's like a camera yeah you know what i mean and I like, love capturing those moments. Yeah, whether or not it's videography or photography, like you can always capture a story. I think that's like my favorite part about photography. Just because I like shooting, like either still scenes or uh, portraits. Now, I, just, I think every face like has a story. Like you can always make an assumption or make like a story, like a backstory, like without even knowing somebody. But, you can look at a photo, and anyone can interpret it differently. Yeah, and like any. I like to shoot my my shots, like my photography shots, like they're like stills from a movie scene anyway. Same so, here. Yep. So that's like my favorite way to shoot. But um, yeah, so it sounds like you've been doing it for years now. Or just like being a creative for years, not just freelancing, but I mean, just, yeah, just hanging out with you. Like some, so, <laughs> sometimes age comes into play, you know? <laughs> so. So how, <laughs> how does that come into play creatively or just like in your life like what when it comes up like do you do you have it sort sort of agency now like like we were talking about like the lady from black panther she's like 88 and she just got her her, oh, her yeah. dream gig in black at panther 91. at like, 91 she, yeah it's, i feel like it's never too late you you can't compare yourself to anyone that's doing the same thing you are but younger, I, I remember at some time, I would always knock myself down, like, yo, I hit 30 and I'm not where I wanted to be, but there's been progress. Like, it's hard, I feel like from your perspective, it's hard to see the progress. So I guess at my age, like, I'm more mature than I was a couple years ago, so I feel like that probably did help with what I want to do, mm. you know? Um, losing focus. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what I'll say about my age. I mean, my perspective is that it doesn't really come into play, whether it's creatively or personally. Like, age really is nothing but a number. Like, you can't tell somebody's maturity through their age. Like, a younger person can be way more put together. I've met some people that are young as fuck, and they're so mature. I thought yeah. they were older. Yeah, they're, they're like, just, like, they just got their shit together. And you now look at me. I'm 30, and I'm... <laughs> Bruh, I mean, yeah, I, I barely got my shit together, you know? Yeah. Like, I think it just matters from, like, your perspective and your circumstance. But, um, yeah, I don't think there's any sort of agency. I think that just comes with, as an artist or creative or just a person in general, just comparing yourself to another person, which is, like, a death trap. Yeah, yep. Like, it kills creativity. It kills, like, ambitions. And then there's, yeah, there's another plan. I don't know if I'm going to just cut those out and just leave them in. I think they're hella funny, like, whatever happens. But, yeah, I don't think it matters, like... There's no sense of agency. Uh, obviously, you want to do more. Whenever when you're older, you want to do more because you're like, oh, like getting older. But I, I feel like with my age, it's something personal that I have to deal with. As if um, if I was 18, I feel like I have less risk. I feel like I have pressure on me for myself. Like, yo, I gotta fucking literally like start making more money yeah. so i can like you know buy an another car like a, a daily driver or like well, i like, get how, an you, apartment. I like how you said buy a car rather than like get out. well i was about to say that i was about to say that you know because to me you know like a car is a car you know <laughs> i don't want to like limit myself to live in one spot for like 30 I'm, years i forgot what Andrew was saying but when we were talking about like me getting my g-wagon you're like yo like that's how we live we buy cars before we buy the house yeah fuck it like uh, <laughs> I want to be on some baller shit. I want to. I want to. I want a one two bedroom small apartment, but a ten car garage. You know, that's that's that what I care sense. about. I don't need a big ass mansion. Yeah, like you know, if you like think shit. about, we're not even gonna be at home too much. Yeah, like, like yeah. I just I just want my car secured. You know, but I feel like with my pressure of me and my age, it's just more of a personal thing. We're like, yo, I really have to keep working hard and make some big stuff happen. I know we've talked a lot about like getting you know the bigger budgets, more work, uh, less work. More, more money so more we money. can focus and b 
balance out our life a little bit more maybe take a couple more days off and enjoy life a little bit more and yeah i, I really want to like really get to that spot and i feel that the older you are the more you start worrying about like yo like what if in a couple of years i got kids because i'm in a serious relationship and th- those type of things were like eventually it's not just about me it's about like starting a family yeah. and somebody else and i want to be able to maintain all that so i feel like that's the whole that's what I. That's put, the main. That's concern. the main concern. I, yeah. Yeah. There's more at stake. Yeah. I always tell younger people like, like, yo, know, 21 year olds hate to hear like, oh, you're still young. Like they hate that shit. But, yo, if you're 21 or 18, bro, you got so much room to fuck up and figure things out. Like, yo, I'm 26. I'm already pressed. You know, like, yeah. when parents see me, they're like, yo, you should lock it down already. You should get like, you should you should prepare. For a kid like i don't even have a girlfriend but i don't know where you're tripping <laughs> or like you should put money into a 401k or you should save up for his time i'm like yo like i have a different philosophy on saving like i think a lot of people don't know what they're saving up for they just have savings like i'd rather like use that to travel or That's, like do i want to take the money out of my 401k yeah. because you can't take that out until you're like 65 and retired yeah what if there's no money by then or what if i don't make it by then like why can't i just use that money now and invest that yeah right now to grow it or something you know like yeah. fuck that 401k like i don't yeah. know i know it's smart you know and I, I actually i started it at a young age i started like right at 18 when i uh, started working right away and someone told me like hey you're so like smart to start at such a young age i think i was like 25 or 24 at the time they're like you already did it for a couple years like my son just started he's 30 and like or like he was like later on he's like so he's not gonna have as much and i'm just, so they're pretty much telling me like you did the smart thing to start a 401k at a young age but in my head i'm like yo but i can't get that money till i'm yeah. 65 like i need that you, money now what are you gonna do with that money when you're 65 yeah, you, know? shit. you might just pass it on to your kids or grandkids yeah. you don't even get to enjoy it i already know i'm gonna fuck up and as soon as they secure a bag i'm yeah. getting a 9-11 like Bruh. might as well enjoy it you never know when you're going so it's like i gotta i gotta have that car real quick even if it's for a week you know like i gotta yeah, enjoy it i'm getting the crib i'm getting the crib and a g-wagon and a g-wagon maybe all black probably all black but Red interior yeah dude so many g-wagons in la man. so we were just in la and walking two blocks from where we were staying to uh what is it blue bottle, blue bottle yeah. we probably saw like five rolls royce and like six seven g-wagons which within like 10 minutes they're just like honda civics in beverly hills and we're yeah. just like yo it's mad regular they live a different life out there anything under it's just a basic ass car you know like there's nothing normal even a nice mercedes is probably oh it's just it's just a c-class you know like, yeah this is my day-to-day shit. car this is my work car you know 10 miles to the gallon it's nothing man nah i want a tesla or a g-wagon but we'll or see both. where that we'll see where that's or at both we gotta win the powerball man that's all i know <laughs> but i mean you, you've got so much other shit going on with your life or like so many other things that you're interested in or you're doing like speak on your interest in cars your clothing brand that you have or just being in a relationship with a significant other that's also creative i'm sure there's struggles oh, yeah. no we talked about it in a previous podcast people can listen to that shit like, don't listen later. to the one with Alyssa uh, valentine's <laughs> day i put out three podcasts on valentine's day and then halloween but yeah i guess just speak lightly on that and then we'll have everybody else listen to the, the <laughs> podcast so uh, car clothing brand let me talk about cars yeah. first i got i think i got a pretty cool story uh, about cars so my passion for cars has been with me since I can fucking remember. I, I, uh, I was born in Mexico in a small little town called Cotija. And there's like nothing, it's just like little streets and stuff. But I had this cart that you pedal with. Um, I used to love driving that thing. My cousin had one. Yeah. We used to always like drive up and down the street. I graduated first grade and I have pictures of me holding cars. Um, when I moved to the United States, I was only allowed to bring a... Uh, a fanny pack and I filled it up with my little cars that was the only thing I could bring mm. and ever since I remember I always bought Hot Wheels Micro Machines you know that mat that you, comes with a little road yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to have that I had that in my college Dude, dorm I, <laughs> I still have I have two drawers full of uh, Hot Wheels right now yeah. that I don't open I just I, every time I go to Target or Walmart or whatever hold on airplane I always have to go to the car section toy section and if i see like a cool bmw or 911 or cars that i like i have to buy them you know and just like put them away 
I don't know why, you know? Yeah. But um, I've always liked cars. I've always liked racing. When I was 21, 18, 20, I used to street race. Uh, I swapped the engine in my Civic with a couple friends. No knowledge of ever swapping an engine, but we just did it in my dad's garage and he got pissed because there was oil everywhere. And then we go out and race and it was just fun. Uh, so I always grew, I grew up with those Honda days. My first car in high school was a rice rocket that was orange. Oh. And that was the only car my dad let me buy at 16, which was my brother. And my brother wasn't even into cars, he just fixed it because of the Fast and the Furious. So I always make fun of him because of that, you know? Mm. But growing up, man, I've always loved cars and racing and video games about cars. And uh, I remember when I was a kid here, my mom reminds me that I would always point at cars and I was always able to tell her the make and model of the car. I was like 10, 9 years old and I'll be like, that's a Buick Regal, you know, that's an, like even cars that I don't even care about. Like yeah. I just knew what they were. Like, so I have a fascination with cars that are limited, cars that you don't see a lot, um, finding out about like like my car, there's a, there's a specific one that they only made a hundred of. and. Like that same car costs a hundred grand just because it's a limited edition one. Paul Walker had three of those, you know. Like I like, I want to eventually have a car collection of just those rare cars. Um, there's this BMW that I like. It's a 2013 540i M Sport. They only made 1,200 in that year. Only seven are red, and only six have six have gray interior and only one has black interior i want that red one with black interior <laughs> why because no one else has that in the world it's they only made one in that color combo so i like i'm passionate about things like that things that don't matter but to me are like yo i, I want this specific car or this specific trim yeah um and with the whole car community i started a instagram page with my car i thought it was corny before but i've met so many people that have the same car as me from here in San Diego, Orange County, LA, uh, Toronto, Vancouver, we just, Atlanta, and like we all follow each other, we all know who we are, we tag each other in each other's photos, and like I wanna drive my car up the coast and like just meet all of them and just hang out and cruise, and like it's, it's not just a car, it's a lifestyle, and like people that aren't car people, like, sometimes they make fun of us, like yo, it's just a car, but, but it's not, like I'm never gonna sell my car, like. Moments where I've, I've thought about selling my car because it's like it's just money sitting there. Where like I can literally sell that and pay off a little bit of debt that I have, or buy equipment to make more money. But I, I, you know, my girlfriend's just like, if you sell that car, you're gonna regret it, and I know yeah. I will. So, shout out to all the car people that keep you in check. Like, don't sell your car, you know. So, yeah. that's a little history about car things. It's, it's a lifestyle. Um, what was the other one? <laughs> so, okay, so you have a you have a brand, and it's like car influence and lifestyle influence. Like, I'm I, I'm turning it more into like. Um, so I have this idea for like spring. Well, spring's around the corner, so I got maybe yeah. summer. Too but um, I like the three colorways of the BMW M Sport: the the light blue, the purple, and the red. So I want to do a drop that has those kind of colors in a '90s way. But I don't want it to be where, if you don't know about BMW M Sport and the colorway, and you don't know about cars, but if you see the brand, I still want it to, for you to find it attractive with the, with the colors, yeah. but use that as the aesthetic. Yeah, but I don't, don't wanna, want it to be car related. People from it, you know? Yeah, but I don't want it to be like a car brand. Yeah. But I do want to use some colorways from things that inspire me with uh, those colors. Um, and I do want to use the BMW as a prop. For so, well, the what's local. your brand name? Economics. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Should, should open with that. Yeah, my brand is Economics. <laughs> I haven't I haven't pushed that as much as I yeah. have because uh, my priority right now is videography and photography. Same, and same, yeah. but I know that I should. But it's not my priority, you know. And I I, I saw a hat here and there. It's not a big worry. Um, but it's something that I feel like I'm always gonna do. I do it for for the passion. Like I don't do it for the money. Like. It's, it's kind of cool when like someone just wants to buy a hat and rock it and they fuck with you whether it be one person or ten you know like they, they like that story you have behind your brand which is staying confident you know I, I push confidence a lot um, I know the word ego gets pushed around like a, a bad thing yeah it's a bad uh, but stigma but I have 
the thing what I, I like doing with this brand was um, I, I had this shirt design that I never released, but it, it's a picture of Kanye West with black and white, and over his eyes it says no cocky. And like that was a thing, like when I first started, like no cocky, and people say no cocky, and like I will always do stupid stuff, or like I'll post a picture and I'll put no cocky, you know, like I'm confident, but I'm not cocky because I know that there's a difference, and I, you know, just gotta make sure you don't cross the line. <laughs> I mean, you're confident enough to tag uh, Mark, like Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> so for years, people have been saying I look like Mark Anthony, and this is from friends to family to people I just met like five days, five minutes ago. Like, yo, you look like that one guy Jayla went out with and shit like that, you know? Yeah. So after a while, I just embraced it, and I'm always like. All right, you yeah. know, like I look like Mark Anthony, so I always tag him in hopes that like one day they make a movie about about him, and I'm, be, I'm the lead. I'm the, the lead. The young Mark. Yeah, and then there's, there's gonna be a J Lo act looking ass actor. <laughs> well, I look like Animal Burst, but Asian, so. <laughs> I don't know about that. But okay, yeah, you have the brand. You love cars. Video games. Video games. I, yeah, I recently got back into video games too. I, ju- I recently got a PC for editing, but I use I, I got PUBG. more. I got into PC gaming and pu- I got introduced to PUBG, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is fun!" So I got back into video games for. I, I used to not play Call of Duty because I have to work, 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 and then a couple months ago, I, I kind of learned like you have to relax a little. You can work all day, you can still and you can still sleep 8 hours. Like you don't have to like not sleep. You know how people say, yeah, oh, I think sleep is for the day." No, but... fuck that. Sleep, get some rest. Like if you're on tour for a couple of days, like you probably won't sleep comfortably, but like yeah, you when you come wanna... back home, you sleep on a on a bed. You don't want to burn yourself out, man. I've suffered so much from like creative burnout, dude, and like it's so hard to jump out of that cuz like you are exhausted like that is mental energy like it's real energy that you're exerting and yo you could probably sleep for a whole day if you like if you like, overexert yourself pull all nighters bro that shit is unhealthy and you don't come up with any good ideas bro like people want to say they're night owls but i think we all have different styles i'm not a night owl i work during the day i kick it at night and i play video games i watch netflix like i need a certain amount of time to just like not exercise my brain yeah. you know because like even when you work out you can overwork yourself working out yeah you can't work out too you need much. a rest day yeah. you know you can work out one hour a day and that's good enough i know some people are, oh, i was at the gym for two and a half hours like that you can do that thing. workout in an hour and yeah. then go home and eat and rest for a little bit but it's not about the time you spend at the gym you know you can spend three hours a day doing nothing of workouts that you do yeah so i've Just, learned to like balance that out and that's why i play call of duty with you every night <laughs> instead of beating myself up like oh i could be doing something more productive or i could be doing yeah, this that shit, yeah. but that's that's what the day is for so learning to like balance things out yeah yeah not to say that working at night is bad but we all are all have our own style you know i can do like non-brain in using tasks at night like if i was just editing photos i just edit one photo and i just like copy and paste the edits and that's it if it's a if that's it's a fun. very similar similar yeah. photo then that's how you do it you don't you don't uh... i don't have to overdo it you know like you just work with what you have with the time that you have so yeah i'm a day i'm not a night owl i'm a day person i'm a night owl when it comes to Playing video games and uh, <laughs> one day, watching Netflix. One day we started playing Call of Duty like around midnight. Next thing you know, I look at the times like, yo, it's 3.30 in the morning. We should get some rest because you get so sucked into it when you're having fun. And we're, I think we were doing good that night. So we were just like, yo, let's just keep playing. Yeah, dude. They but, get you with those loot loot things and shit, man. Like I need to, I need, to, I need it all, man. <laughs> you know, they, there isn't even anything new in that game. Just one new map. And a couple of new guns, and I'm just like, yo, I need all that shit. Yeah. But I don't. I didn't buy any of the DLCs. So. Not I, yet. If one of us buys it. We both have to we get have it because then it's just not fair. No, we should. But I'm excited to play tonight because we I, hopefully we can play with Ian and Ryan. So yeah, that shit is always fun. But yeah, so car clothing, car and clothing brand, video games is part of your life now, and you also have Alyssa, who's a creative. So like I said, we already talked about it in a previous podcast, but I guess speak lightly on um, just what it's like to have a creative significant other because sometimes I think about it I'm like damn like, I don't know if I want somebody as intensely creative or like within the lifestyle that I have because I don't know if that would burn me out but I don't know so um, I feel like 
it's both good and bad. Yeah. Not bad, too bad, but <laughs> um, we help each other out. We balance each other out. Um, ideas. We talk about a lot of ideas. We have a lot of ideas that we just haven't executed because they're just big ideas. So we have to like start small. Yeah. But I feel like it really does help. I'm not sure if I could date someone that's not a creative. Like, yeah. I'm not like anything. Like, let's just say that they. They're doing the job they love and they work nine to five and they come home and they just do what they like to do. But if they don't understand my lifestyle, I don't know. I don't maybe because I just I am dating a creative that like does kind of help with that. We get to travel together and do a bunch of cool stuff together and and then including you guys, like it's just like a big group of friends that we can all do cool stuff, but I'm not sure if I couldn't, but I do see how you can get burned out. You know, I'm working on my stuff, she's working on hers, and we have her stuff together, and then we help each other and out with like, stuff. And there's like no boundaries on like limitations. On yeah, that. you know, like, hey babe, can you finish this video for me tonight? I'm over here like trying to play Call of Duty. This, I'm calling you out, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> but a yeah, true story though. So she told me like, hey, can you do a Instagram story? Can you do a, a YouTube intro for my video? And I'm like, sure, I have it done by Wednesday. So. I forgot about it for the first two days and then she's yeah. like, hey, can you have that by tonight? And I'm like, damn, I wanted to play Call of Duty with Veach. So I literally, <laughs> like, we were out late that night until yeah. like 10. We went to go play pool with the guys. Like, I didn't want to go home to finish the video. I wanted to keep hanging out with you guys. But I got home, I sat down, I edited the video in yeah. two hours, exported everything, sent it to her, and I jumped on mm. to play Call of Duty at midnight, you know? So it does have those boundaries where I feel like something we still got to figure out was like, I want to help her out as much as I can, but I don't want it. I don't want it to be like. You don't want your relationship want, to be about. Yeah, I don't want this. it to be like, hey, can you do this? It's just like, yo, I, got, I, I want to chill tonight, or I want, you know, I don't want it to always be about work. Yeah. So, I think that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Like, I, I think I, so. I think my particular situation is I don't want to date another graphic designer. Like, I don't want to talk about typefaces, layouts, magazines, cool artists. Like, yeah. I can maybe date a videographer or a painter or a sculptor something like, a little different something yeah. different but creative still you know they have input they have feed, they can give me feedback but i i just don't want it to all be about work you know because yeah. i feel like that could happen like and you just get so wrapped up in it and it almost just becomes a creative like professional relationship not even a relationship anymore. but that's just like from an outside perspective looking in but i love artsy girls man they're my weakness like the girls with the beanies <laughs> you know the fucking pants like I don't even know like the the fucking um, what the belt, fuck belt bottom looking ass pants I love that <laughs> shit you know or like girls who I don't even know I love artsy girls call at me but <laughs> yeah okay. and then, holler at vjzilla.com <laughs> that's my official email um Play. Send the nudes. <laughs> Send nudes. Artsy ones. Artsy ones. <laughs> or I could shoot them for you. But <laughs> <laughs> what is that called? Uh, that type of nudity where it's like implied nudity, where it's like not nude, but like was it boudoir or something? No, or like it's like from the back, it's nude, but you're not showing anything. It's implied that? nudity, I think. Or it's like know. it's nude, but they're not showing anything. They're like, it's from like the tasteful back. nudes. Yeah, it's like. It's not just straight up like in those days, you know? <laughs> It's more like uh, casual, I guess. Yeah. Leave something to the imagination. Yeah, no, I love yeah. I love that. I love leaving something to the imagination. I've had to unfollow a lot of thirst follows, man, just because they got kind of boring. To be real. Yo, in high school, you couldn't get you couldn't get a booty pick. Nowadays, they just post like, it people you don't even know. Like, you just, oh, there's there's the nude, you know, like it just pops up. On yeah. your timeline, because Vs be liking shit. <laughs> yeah, people always say like I was. People pop, girls pop up on their Twitter just because I like it. But you know, I just I just gotta have a lot. I have a lot to love. To no, give. no, no, bless a you. Lot bro. Of, <laughs> I have a lot of love to give. You know, but yeah, if you want to hear more about Alyssa and Ian's relationship, tune into last year's Valentine's Day podcast. At least three podcasts. You'll hear how we met and all that. Stuff. Yeah, the crazy, the crazy love story. It was a pretty long and crazy love story, honestly. <laughs> But yeah, this is uh, Lou and Paul, and then another relationship that didn't last. But but it's worth the story. But it was a good story. <laughs> yeah. There's like they're all three of them are different, so they're good to hear. It was like internet based, and yeah. then internet based, from like middle middle school, school based, oh, yeah. and best, best friend based. Yeah. yeah. So 
if you have in any of those situations, those would be good to. If you have to. a successful Tinder uh, story, <laughs> I should. I'm thinking about changing the format of the podcast to talk about everything. So maybe because yeah. I want to talk about conspiracy theories. One time. Oh, but I, I'm thinking about just doing the Twitch, like while we're playing the game, and then we're talking about. So we've been talking about doing a, a podcast where we play Call of Duty and just talk about some shit. So I hope I hope that we gotta work on that. Yeah, cameras. We bring the. PS4s to someone's house and we just like make it a big when thing. We, when we get a crib, yeah. you know what I mean? We just have a little PS4 LAN party online too. Hell yeah. But, okay, so we just got back from a mini tour, three dates. It's not a full tour, but it's a small West Coast run. We caught a small leg of it. Yeah, small leg of it with Kari uh, from as we arrived from New York. Originally from Providence, Rhode, Rhode Island. Yeah, Rhode Island. Cool dude. I've seen that fool play different cities, New York, LA. San Diego, so um, hella fun. I'm ready for 20 more dates or 20 more shows. We gotta yeah. add that zero to the three. Yeah, I need, I need a double digit show. But yeah, do you want to talk about that? Yo, shit, that was fun. That was an experience, um, and it's better when it's just, like with your friends. Like yeah. it was just like I didn't even know how to explain it. You know, I don't, like I th- it was. I think it was every sick. night was different. Yeah, every, every night was different. Brand new shit popped up. The second, new, first night, like it was couch up. surfing, you know. Like, yeah. uh, I'm kind of glad I sleep like a little ball, dude. Like sometimes I don't like stretch my legs, so like I kind of just like huddle up because I'm warmer. Yeah. So that's kind of cool when you're couch surfing because when you have to share a couch with your yeah, homie, I, you know? I like <laughs> slept sitting up, like uh, like I was sitting down, man. Second then, night we share we shared a couch. Yeah, then everybody was snoring like. Three really loud snores. You were one of them. I was one of them. I was one of them. Yeah. So I woke up and there's three guys snoring in the living room. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? And they, they had drunkenly walked in to the house. And they was like, yo, you, you should have came to the Drake party. And I was like, bottle servers and girls everywhere. <laughs> this shit was funny. Hey, man. I, but, mean, I was into it. But... Yeah, the experience was cool. It was cool. It, I think it made it better that I got to be a part of it with you. So it wasn't just me or, or you. Like, it was both of us. Like, just shooting the shit, you know, shooting the shooters and yeah. shooting the rappers and um, meeting new people. Those guys are really fun, and uh, I don't even—I don't have words for it. Like it was just—it was just—it was so soon that like I'm still like soaking it in after editing yeah. the photos, and like I still have to look through all the video footage and start putting like videos together. But it was really tight. It was—I um, want to—that's something I've been wanting to do for a while, and I want to eventually like do like. A whole a whole tour with somebody and stuff like that. So, yeah. looking forward to like what the future. Yeah, I think has. I think the best thing that we could say about it is that each night was different. Each day yeah. was a different experience. Anything anything could have happened, you know. The food was good. Yeah, what was food it? was good. Uh, sweet chick, sweet chick, canes, raisin canes. Uh, oh yeah, we ate a pepper lunch and cocoa curry from Irvine. The green rooms were tight. You know, just hanging out in the bag, just. Yeah, the last date we actually had the rider filled, so we had <laughs> hella shit. We had uh, apples, water, Red Bull. Red Bull that came handy. Hella shit. But we'll be on your rider, on your create artist rider. Me? Yeah. PS4 with Call of yeah, Duty, oh man. My God. <laughs> you gotta have that. Uh, I gotta have. I think, uh, I think we would just travel with our own PS4. Yeah, and just true. come up to the TVs. I don't want to incriminate myself. Some things, but uh, what else would I have? Oh, some edibles for sure, man. I gotta have some edibles. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lemonade. That way, after the show, I can just get smacked and go home and play, or not go home, but like just play Call of Duty like mm. afterwards or something. But um, what I, I don't know. I never really thought of like what I would have. What about you? Let's see, what would I have? I think I'd have an In-N-Out, Double Double, Hennessy, Hennessy. Uh, gum. I always eat gum at the end of the night. Um, oh, Yerba Mate. Yerba Mate. Yep. Alternative to coffee. The, the blue flavor, I forgot which one, but it has to be the blue one that nobody likes and I'm always giving me shit for. I like the Rebel, Rebel I like Berry, the red one. But, no, there's a lot more shit I would have on my rider. It would probably be impossible things just uh, <laughs> to challenge them. Like I put like an Asian candy on it yesterday, like the little nickel-looking candies. It's like apparently it's tamarind, like Asian tamarind. But uh, yeah, I just have a ridiculous rider. But apparently, everybody and as we arrive, the 
the label or group that we just toured with, everybody gets condoms on their rider, which is very safe. <laughs> yeah, I would encourage Keep that as safe. well. Yeah, I would encourage <laughs> that as well. Um, and yeah, so I mean, you got something exciting coming up. Uh, if you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. So, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, fuck it. Uh, so, little backstory of how I met Ayman, because Ayman and I, it's, it's, it, we're doing something together. So, I met Ayman at the church. We followed each other on Instagram a little bit before we met because of Apollo and uh, uh, Romeo and everything. And then we met in person. I was supposed to shoot for a brand and they belled, but we still had the backdrop and everything. So I just started telling everyone at the church, like, yo, just jump in there. He's, he hits me with it, like, ah, oh, man, I don't like photos. I don't like being photographed. Oh, like, well, now he does, you know, he's just like, nah. And then I was like, fuck it, just go in there. So we go in there. I took probably my one of my top three favorite portraits I've ever taken of him. Over, like, in general, but, like, it happened to be him, you know? And then after that, we went to the club to capture some footage for the, the brand. And then um, he wasn't supposed to come with me, but someone told him, like, hey, go with him. So we kind of just, like, met. Like, we get thrown to the club. After that, we go get pizza, and we just kind of start getting to know each other, talking about life, and then talking about music and what we want to do. And, like, I told him, like, I want to open up a photo studio one day. He wants to open up a music studio. And, um... I've always loved music production as well, so it's just been something that's been talked about since we met. So this week, we, you know, we're gonna be signing at least for a spot in uh, Mission Valley. Yeah, Mission Valley for a photo and music studio. So probably like in five, six weeks, you know, it'll be a hard opening. We have a lot to do. So I just wanted to like plug that in right, real quick. It's been something that like we haven't been telling anybody, just kind of like kept it on the low to make sure like it happens you know like yeah so like now that it's like i feel like that's why i've, ha I've been very anxious lately because it's like it's really happening you know like yeah. something that i've always dreamed of like it's about to happen and i'm still like like fuck like it's time to work you know yeah but it's called gold standard studios um the aesthetic is something that we kind of came up with with a. Uh, we started doing photos of uh dipping gold paint Dipping things in gold paint. We dipped Alyssa's camera. Polaroid camera broke. Uh, we did some Yeezys that he had. He's like, fuck these shoes, you know? So we dipped that in gold paint. And then we started just going with that. He originally had the name from his thing, Gold Standard Engineering. And then we kind of just used that, you know, Gold Standard Studios. Keep the same aesthetics. Everything's black and white. And the only color you see is gold. Yeah. So that's what that's that's what we're going with. Um, we, we really hit it off since we met and ever since then we we feel like we really have a strong bond to like create something this huge together so and honestly I've, I'm fucking lucky as a videographer to have someone like that be an audio engineer because there's a lot of projects where audio needs to be fixed or I need someone to do audio with like he's the guy to go to he helps me out a lot and so it's it, no one better to like do this together because we do uh, we're starting to do video production together too under the same um, name and it just helps to have somebody that does audio so I feel like we balance each other out he has a lot of great ideas we we, we, we kind of like come up with ideas and then like give each other's input and we make those ideas better and that's how gold standard came about you know so a couple weeks man I'm excited for y'all man thank you gonna be tight I know, I know that well, Iman's like a perfectionist type of duo, type yeah. of dude. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're a perfectionist type of dude. But I know why it works. But uh, yeah, I guess that I guess that's it. That's all I have now. Um, do you have Do you have an unpopular opinion? <laughs> it's gonna be the one, the pizza one, man. That's Fuck the only all thing. Like, that's the only thing everybody wants to talk about. Is the fucking I don't have thing. another one. Like I. It's one of those questions where, like, I've been asked before, and I'm just like, ah, oh, shit, I don't know. Uh, unpopular opinion. I haven't finished Stranger Things, <laughs> and I'm conflicted because I'm not sure. You don't know if you like it? Or yeah, what? like, like it looks like a good show, and I like it, but I, I, I'm not. I guess I'm not excited to. Re I, I've seen like two episodes, right? So I want to like rewatch it to actually finish it. And Alyssa's always giving me shit that I haven't finished it. 
but I'm always like, maybe I deep down don't like it that I don't want to watch it, or maybe I have to watch it to actually like watch it and then like yeah. it. But that's the only thing that popped in my mind right now. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't really care that much. I guess to watch it. <laughs> that I guess that's an unpopular opinion. Everybody loves that shit. It's like nostalgia porn, you know. <laughs> but um, okay. So if you, so you're 30 now, right? So what would you say to your 20-year-old self? Any advice, any life tips, something, you know? What would you tell them? <laughs> three, three things. Three quick, things. Three quick things. Don't blow all your money on cars. <laughs> um, adventure more. Like, I feel that, like, if I can tell my 20-year-old self, like, quit this job now. Because you're gonna be stuck in it for years, I feel like I would have been like just be more confident. So just do that leap of faith a couple years earlier. Yeah. Um, number that's number two. Number three is don't chase pussy. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you know, a like, lo- a, that is great advice. Yo, Nobody's ever said that. I sp- and and I'll say this, you know, like. My girlfriend knows me, you know, yeah. but like, yo, I spent my twenties just, it. yeah, like, I, <laughs> no, wait, I answered that way too quick. I, I spent my early twenties just like going to the club, meeting girls, like chasing yeah. girls, and like, like I, I feel like it was a waste of time, you know, yeah. like it was fun and all, but like, I wish I did more of like creative things. Maybe I wasn't as creative as I was at the time. I was just more I, about, just yeah, I was just about like going to my job. I had a girlfriend when I was like 19, 20, and then when I became 21, I became single and stuff. But it was just like cars and like going out and getting drunk. You know, I was getting drunk three days a week and like just the whole nightlife thing. And like, I thought I was never gonna grow out of it. But you know what, like when you do and you get older and like now it's like, it's Friday and I love being home. Like when I was in my early 20s, it's like, oh, it's Friday, I gotta be out, I gotta work. Like, you know, like I gotta chase those girls. And it's like. Yeah, I don't get FOMO anymore. I I don't really care. Yeah, it's like sometimes uh, I want to be out, but it's cool just being out. Yeah, being home is so good. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten over. I've gotten over like not being alone by myself. Like, I saw this YouTube, uh, Facebook video that most people just can't sit in a room and just sit in a room by themselves. Like that's like the most challenging thing yeah. anybody can do because you're alone with your thoughts and shit. And I, I'd say when I was like 23, that's like why I went out. Just because like I'd rather be outside yep. than fucking deal with my shit, honestly. Like someone called me out one time about it. I was like, yo, that's real. Like filling voids and shit. That's, you got to get over that shit quick, man. You need to deal with it. And then I have a, shit a, like that. I have a friend right now that he's... I feel bad because like he, he's told me like, man, all my friends are either married, they got kids, so he doesn't really have a lot of friends to go out with. He's still at that phase where he wants to go out and go check out girls, like, go meet a girl, whatever. He's always inviting me out, and I'm like, nah, man, I got things to do, I can't, like, I don't wanna, like, I don't wanna just go and do that. And then he's like, damn, man, no one ever wants to hang out. And I'm like, do you like to do anything else? Like, make, find a passion. So I'm trying to help him, like, yeah. find a passion or something, cause like, I'm not in that part of my life anymore where I can just go out and talk to girls. I'm in a relationship. I'm older. Like, I don't really care about that. But Yeah, yeah I'd rather just settle down with someone I can build with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's always been like that for me. I don't got hoes, bro. <laughs> I don't have hoes. <laughs> but no, that's like some great advice, though. Nobody's ever mentioned that. I don't think anybody's ever said that. It's like, don't chase. Like If you want you if know? you want to hoe around and you want girls, go yeah, get go your, get that money, get, man! Yeah. Like they're, they're gonna flock to you, yeah. you know. Like just or, go or get it out of your system. Yeah, it doesn't go. have to last forever. Yeah, right? like do your or whole, like, like focus on you, phase, focus you know? on you, and they'll come to you. Like if you really, if you really want that, you know. Yeah. Nah, I think you'll get the wrong girls though. The girls that yeah. care about the money, but if that's what you want for fun, then fuck it. But hmm. focus on you, like. Hey, this is not slash shaming. You it's, know, it's not it's like not. we all go through it. Fuck it. Yeah, we all go through it. Like I said, whole phase, man. Guys, girls, whoever. But if you're gonna go through it, go through it when you're young and single and have and fun. Be and safe. Then, yeah, be safe and like that way when you're a little older, you can settle down. You get out of your system. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but I think that's great advice. Nobody's ever said that, and it's very true. I was thinking about that earlier. Like, damn, bro. Like, people need to chill out. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
But <laughs> we'll end it on that note. Uh, it's one degree separation. Uh, updates. Um, clean slate went really well. Way more, way better than I thought it was going to be. People made money. I made money. Uh, hundreds of people showed up. I'd say at least 150, but probably more than 300. Damn. Uh, that's direct quote from Jay from Five and a Dime. Um, yeah, we'll be doing that at the end of every month. The next one will probably be March 25th. If that's the last Sunday of the month, then it's happening that day. Uh, we're still going to do classes in the summer with Travelers Club. Um, we we'll be trying to release more podcasts regularly. Uh, you can't see this, but I have a list of people I want to talk to and topics. And people always mention the podcast, so I think I should direct some more focus on that. Uh, yeah, this is One Degree Separation. Check out all the social media. Check Ian out. Uh, at Fittest Rex underscore Fittest underscore. underscore Rex yeah, yeah. Uh, check out his you got a Vimeo or Vimeo what? is Vimeo.com slash Fittest Rex and the website's FittestRex.com pretty but, much everything Fittest Rex Twitter all that but the best platform to reach you at would probably be Instagram yeah right? Instagram uh, and you're available for work small big corporate non-corporate Short films. Short I want to film. do more of that. Yo, we're me and Ian are gonna do a short film. We've talked about it, but I just don't have any ideas yet. We got, we gotta, we gotta get on that. Yeah, it's, it's gonna happen before the end of the year. It's one of my goals for the year. But uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed that. Hope you got some gems. I got some gems. Um, hope I inspired somebody, one person. You know, it's like, all that matters, dude. Because I've, I've been inspired by so many people that like it helps. You know. Yeah, that's why I was like sharing my fitness journey. Yeah, I've lost 20 pounds. Uh, I texted this guy right away when I saw it. I was like, yo, <laughs> I'm proud of you. Like, that was Thank dope. you. Yeah. No, because, like, like, that's why I share shit. It's because it can touch anybody you don't know it's going to touch, right? Someone texted me. He's like, yo, you inspired me to hop back on my fitness shit. It's all that matters. You know? So. How long did it take you to do that? Like, a month? Two months? It's been two months. Look yeah, at that. Two months, true. guys. That's it. That's through fasting. That's a big progress, man. Fasting and the keto diet, a loose form. But it's not easy. Yeah. And that's that's a hard part, but you pull through and you're still going, so. Yep. I ate like shit this weekend, though, so. You have to. We'll bounce back. Tour, tour food is not the best. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes delicious, though. But We're yeah. sleeping on couches, but it's all well worth it at the end. <laughs> it is worth it. If you get a chance to travel on tour with your homies, I suggest you do it. I passed up a couple of opportunities, but this was the right opportunity, so. Much love to Andrew, Kari, uh, thank Vic, you, thank you. Jovin for letting us stay at his crib. What's his name? John? John. John yeah. letting, for letting us stay at his nice crib. Nice ass. Super crib. nice crib. <laughs> I had a whole like bottom floor room to myself. <laughs> oh. And that wasn't even a room. <laughs> yeah, not even a room. It was just a couch, but it's very comfortable. Um, and shout outs to LH for showing love, SD for showing love, Santa Anna for showing love. Um, and if you guys need a photographer and videographer for tour as a duo, hit yeah. us up. <laughs> Package deal, the man. dream team. Yeah, dream team. Like I said, you can't go wrong with the right team. And That's our with, sales pitch. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, damn near. So with that, with that note, we're out. Uh, have a great night, week, month, year. Thank you. And if you play Call of Duty, hit us up or PUBG v- or something. Vigilla, fit as Rex, catch these. Digital hands. (laughs) The joysticks.